Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Loudmouth Radio. We're live in the metro Atlanta area. As always, it is a fantastic evening to be on air. We hope that everyone has had a fantastic Tuesday. And tonight, the Bear Truth Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Jazzy Jones-Smith is live. We want to make sure that our, our listening audience is able to connect with us. Feel free to connect with us on our studio line at 347-826-7520. If you're online on social media... Make sure you connect with us on social media on Twitter at Loudmouth Radio, as well as at Loudmouth on Twitter and Loudmouth Radio Network on Facebook. We are really excited about this evening as we are going into a new week, a new month. It is Black History Month, and I think how special would it be to have an awesome opportunity to have some um, good conversation in regards to the book review. So Jazzy will include you in more on her topics and her guests tonight. And without further ado, we're going to bring Ms. Jazzy Jones live here on Live Off Radio. Jazzy, how are you doing this evening? I am wonderful, excited as usual to be joining my listening audience, um, new and old. Uh, you've been with us now for two years. It's still so exciting to say that we've been on air for two years. I'm excited about it. But I always am just so ecstatic to have each and every one of you join me on Tuesday evening now at 7.30 p.m. on The Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with myself, Jazzy Jones-Smith. Huh, I have to take a deep breath after saying such a long, um, a long title <laughs> of my show. <laughs> but you know what? People could be doing whatever they wanted to do Tuesday evening, and they choose to join in and listen to the content of our show, those that they write in and tell us that they want to hear or know about, and some that we choose ourselves. So tonight, we have the book report producer, not the book review. We have the book report that we have started this year on the Bear Truth, the Bear Truth book report. So we want to be able to bring our authors, um, you know, some that we know, some undiscovered, some discovered, some, you know, best-selling and those that thrive to be. But we feel like we have two really awesome authors that are going to come on the show this evening to tell us all about their first-time writing, their beginnings, their middles, their ends. And I'm telling you, honey, I have been reading one particular that is, whoo, I had to take some cold showers and put some ice on my head and walk out in the cold air because, you know, 
sometimes people share things, and I know this is the bare truth, love life facts. We're going to talk a little bit about that part this evening on uh, one of our authors, Mr. Anthony Roberts, but we really do have some talented people on this evening. So once again, I'm really, really excited to be here with you. It's been a beautiful day, even though cold in some areas, and I'm just, I'm just happy. That's all. Just happy about it. Sounds good so to me. I know, Madam Producer, you have to get our media partners um, information out, and we're going to go right into speaking with initially first we're going to have Anthony Robinson. I know he's here with us. And, honey, let me just tell you, he's giving some goodies away tonight. So make sure you tune, those of you that are already tuned in, call your friends, your family, get your favorite choice of beverage, kick your heels up, sit back and relax, and let them know that Mr. Tony Anthony Robinson is going to be giving out some goodies, real, real good. So there we go, ma'am. I'm turning it over Awesome. To you. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really enjoy listening to this show. I can already tell. And uh, <laughs> for our listeners, I'm definitely going to um, suggest that you follow us as we're interacting in social media because – we will be announcing um, the different things, as you said, that Anthony's giving away some goodies. I think that's always great. And that's one of the things we said, Jazzy, ourselves as a network, that we want to definitely interact with our comp- with our businesses, um, our media partners, and, you know, plug it in and give the opportunities for our listeners to have an exchange, you know, and have yeah. an opportunity to, to interact with our guests and, and our entrepreneurs across the world. So what we want to do is go ahead and, um, allow our media partners to be heard, and once we come back, we'll be live with Loudmouth Radio with Jazzy Jones Smith on the Bear Truth Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers. <laughs> You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org.
Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Hello, hello. Are we back on air? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. We have Jazzy Jones back now with the very truth. Love, life, sex, and flowers. Madam producer, what is with all of those long pauses? We're just having a great day today. That's all. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Why I love this song. Don't turn it down. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, while we are coming back on, uh, we have two just fantastic authors that are going to join us shortly. But I wanted to let them know that we have live in the studio our book report um, guest. So we're going to take pictures of them with, with uh, Anthony, your book that is just incredible. And we're going to definitely talk about Ms. Uh, Cheryl's books. Uh, and I'm excited to even talk t- about her children's books. Those have got me just all stirred up and excited. But we wanted to have our group listen into the show. They have the book and going to be floating around. And hopefully you're going to get some purchases tonight and some information on how you can get those books. But I'm excited about having the book report. I've been an avid reader um, for a very, very long time. And so anything that has to do with me growing and learning how other people um, handle life situations and things of that nature, challenges, happy times, you know, it always impacts your life when you read something and find out how somebody else lives and how they, you know, have handled things. So we're going to hear some of that tonight. And definitely we we wanted to have a group. So we're having dinner and we're having books and we're having conversations and you know we got the dogs in the studio so if you hear the bark you know we just wanted to have this as a family affair kind of book report kind of evening we even have a guest in all the way from london so you know your book tonight and conversations tonight are really going to be shared abroad and we are excited as usual once again you can contact us at 347-826-7520 madam producer please give them once again before we bring our guests on the Twitter and Facebook and all the stuff that I don't even know. Okay, definitely. Uh, make sure you follow us. We are live on Loudmouth Radio at Twitter and Loudmouth at Twitter and Loudmouth Radio Network on Facebook. So we're actually going to be tweeting as we are live. And uh, definitely want to make sure that our listening audience has an opportunity to connect with us. So again, our studio number, 347-826-7520. And um, I'm looking forward to this. Yay! Okay, well, I think we have our first guest already on, sitting, waiting, excited, as I am to bring him on the air, Mr. Anthony Robinson. Good evening, ladies. How are we doing today? 
Oh my God! Fantastic. Yeah, I'm doing so well, so well. Have been excited all these last two weeks, um, waiting for you to come on the show. And then after reading the book, honey child, will we? Let me just tell you. So yeah, we're excited. How are you? And tell us where you just got um, back from, so we all can be super jealous. Exhausted. Uh, I just got back from Aruba on Sunday night, and it's the floor running since then. I haven't actually took a breath to uh, just relax. I've been in the pavement, still working, and um, I know. Um, just finished. I actually just finished in the salon. I had a couple of massages and a couple of clients came from Alabama to do their hair, so I can make it in time for this interview. <laughs> wow! So for those of you that didn't know prior to. This is a master cosmetologist as well as a massage therapist, um, business owner, entrepreneur, and now author. So, yeah, there you go. He's just a busy man. So, and very, very talented and very um, proud of the work that you do. Uh, being in the same industry for over 30 years, I'm always excited to speak with fellow colleagues in the business and and a lot of people you know they look good and they feel good when they leave you but they don't understand how demanding it is of the body to give great service so we really appreciate the fact that you had opportunity to go to Aruba in the beautiful Aruba in the beautiful Aruba and relax and relate right before you came back in and then to be able to join us this evening we're just really thank you for having me thank you for having me you're so welcome. So we, we now know, you know, that you are here. You're living now in Atlanta. You used to be in Texas. Yes. So we want to go right into, Madam Producer, I think you have all of the pictures of the title of the book or the pictures that we took. I took pictures of reading the book and drinking coffee, child, because I'm telling you, it was serious. I had to have a strong drink because <laughs> I, I don't drink alcohol. So I had to have two cups of coffee this morning to finish it up. Baby. (laughs) And so, you know, I've had my strong drinks of coffee and I had my cold showers and my ice cubes. And the title of the book, so so Sonny, if you put that out so everybody can see it, the title of the book is called He Was My Husband Too, T-O-O. And it's just a fantastic a fantastic book with a lot of twists, a lot of turns, definitely a lot of excitement in every single angle. Um, But it's some things there that, you know, on a previous show we were kind of talking about some things that people would need to do in marriage and protection and all this kind of stuff. But I don't want to give too much away. How did the book come about? Well, um, this is a fiction-based novel, on things that I uh, experienced the past 11 years and definitely the past two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, me returning back uh, from Dallas to Atlanta. Um, I was in love with a person that, uh, you know, we were planning to spend the rest of our lives and to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the night before he passed, he told me that he wanted me to relocate to where he lived. We had been doing long distance for four years, and he wanted us to get married um, last February for our anniversary. Our anniversary is February the 20th, so I'm coming up on another one without him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the title comes from um, him being my husband, supposedly, but we didn't get to actually make that happen. 
I didn't get the mm-hmm. joy of him, you know, making it legal. Like, you know, you ladies have right. had that luxury of doing. Right. Um, I was getting ready to say so, a legal husband because yeah. husband does not necessarily mean, um, you know, all of your life and your experiences and your personal commitments still, to me, constitute a marriage. Um, exactly. but the legalization of it constitutes the protection of then being able to have benefits and stuff. That's that's what people don't get. So I wanted to make sure that people understood that you guys did have that commitment there that said, yes. I am your husband. Yes, yes, we did. Okay, so continue. What I'll, okay, without actually giving away too much of the um, sort of twists and angles and, you know, the title may make you think one thing was actually another. But yes. when I wrote the book uh, – I wrote the book first of all for therapy, and mm-hmm. um, it was self healing for me. But I wanted to be able to reach out to other people that experience what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm not the first, I'm not the last person, but I'm probably the first one bold enough to put it on print and mm-hmm. share it with the world. I wouldn't have a, had a story to tell had uh, the family who portrayed they loved me accepted me when he was here, mm-hmm. and in his demise, um, I was no longer. And I, I get that, you know, sometimes when that link is gone, you know, you cut the things off. But, right. you know, had I, known, had I known when he was here that you didn't care for his lifestyle or me for that matter, I could have walked away and been okay. Right. But right. for us to spend holidays together, you come at our home that we built together and we stayed at your home and we, you know, did family vacations. Mm-hmm. That hurt. You know, mm-hmm. that really hurt that, you know, I thought that you were my family, extended family as well. And, um, I just don't want another person to go through what I went through alone, just knowing that someone went through, and I wanted to put it to paper to help individuals be able to deal with and cope. Because even mm-hmm. almost two years later, it's still hard. You know, I'm yeah. about to come up on Valentine's Day, I'm about to come up on our anniversary, and it's still hard. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So, and I and remember when we were doing the marriage equality campaign, the initial part of the campaign because the campaign still is going on until Georgia is legal uh, and mm-hmm. you're legally married here. The campaign hasn't ended, so let me make that known. But okay. this is a, a scenario um, where here you have two individuals of the same sex that mm-hmm. love each other, want each other, you know, built homes together, have a lot. And, man, when I tell you, you guys, I'm just like, can I live through all of your trips? Oh, my God. Um, but you guys did so much together. You you, yeah. you had so many, you had dogs together, you know. You mm-hmm. had and that was family. That that was your yeah. intimate personal that was my baby. Yeah. family. Yeah. And so here you have the families, the mom, the dad, the aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, that are inviting you to weddings and you know, births and all of these things. And like you said, sharing your home. And then after the unfortunate uh, spiritual transition for us, it's not it's not unfortunate for them. They're in, in a spiritual place that we long to get to. But mm-hmm. for us that are left the memory and the absence of their presence, you're looking for that extended family member to be there not only with you, mm-hmm. but for you, because that's what they've mm-hmm. shown about the relationship. And exactly. to suddenly have that taken away because now the real truth, you know what? When people pass, you find out who people really are. That's right. 
That is so true. You find out, I mean, to me, that's one of the the best and worst times in life is mm-hmm. because you find out who did what, said what, felt what, and what they didn't really what they didn't really mean. So your mm-hmm. husband passed two years ago, and was it, had he been sick? Had he been, uh, had it, was it a forewarning so that you, you know, no. had a little time? No. Um, I, I put details in the book of how, you know, really, I tried to go back and get as close as possible how the events of the past 11 years went up until the night of his death and even after the ceremony, I mean, the memorials. He told me the night before he died that he wasn't feeling good, and he gave me some of the symptoms that he was having, but I know that he was diabetic. We found that out in 2006. Right. Well, he passed out in front of our house, and he was comatose for two weeks. And they, you know, they didn't know that he was going to come out of his house. We found that he was diabetic. Mm-hmm. But he told me the symptoms that he was experiencing all week, and he kept it from me. And I was in Texas, and at the time he was in DMV area. <clears throat> and we wasn't talking and FaceTiming like we normally did. But, you know, when you're with your daily activities, you don't think about if a person is changing something. I trusted yeah. him, so I never, th- I never thought that it was another person or him cheating anything. But I later found out when we talked that he didn't want to tell me because he knew I would get up in his ass like going to the doctor, which I did that exactly. night. And right. he had an appointment to go the next morning. So he went to the doctor the next morning, and, you know, I texted him when I thought he should have been out, and he said, well, I'm driving, you know, call me. So I called, and I said, so what did the doctor say? And he was like, well, she just gave me some allergy medicine, changed allergy medicine, told me to go home and rest. Look at that. And I went mm-hmm. off. I was like, are you kidding me? That doesn't sound like allergies to me. Uh, and I was furious because I'm thinking, you should have been admitted to the hospital. And mm-hmm. just from the sentence he shared with me, 3D vision, um, loss of appetite, headache, loss of weight, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes listless. He said, you know, he was so tired. All he would do was come home and walk the dog that I have now in my possession because she was with him. But I right. walked the dog and him come in and lay down. So he would text me and say, you know, taking a nap. So I didn't think anything about calling because if he was taking a nap, I wanted to let him rest. But um, it was her birthday the night before he died. And, you know, I called him. I said, let me put on FaceTime. I want to sing the birthday to her. And if you have to watch the bathroom, I was like, have you lost weight? And that's when he started telling me about the symptoms. And I was like, you don't look good. You know, because I could tell in his face and his neck. And, um, and that's what he told me. He, I want you to move to the DMV area because I know you're going to make sure I eat right. You're going to take care of me. The long distance of four years has just been too much. We need to merge and be together. And, you know, I want us to plan our wedding, you know, next year. And he's going to let all his coworkers know about me because I'm like, I'm not moving up there if your coworkers' friends are annoyed about me because I'm not going to be a roommate. If they come over, I'm not going to be a cousin, you know, and I'm not doing all that. And he was ready uh-huh. for that. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, he went to the movies later on that evening. That night he called me and said, I'm, I'm home, I'm going to bed. And it was like 11.52. I looked at my phone and we talked for like 10 minutes when I found out two days later why he never answered the phone when I texted and called him Saturday and Sunday. Because he died, I'm sure, between sometimes at 11.59 up until, you know, 10 o'clock Saturday morning when I texted him to remind him of the character that you read in the book, Lady T. She's one of my good girlfriends. Yes. On her birthday. So I sent her uh, an arrangement from me and him. And she called me screaming and said, thank you, remember my birthday. And I asked her, had Will called? And she said, no, I haven't. So I think I think I'm sorry, he's busy. He'll get around to calling her. And I text him to remind him, no response. But at that time, I was working in a spa, high-end spa, and I had back-to-back clients. So I didn't have time to, you know, 
sit there and try to figure out why having called her, much less, you know, me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a long day. I got home. I was tired. So I said, okay, call him tomorrow. And what I would normally do on Sundays, we'll go to church, and I would FaceTime, and he would listen to the word while I'm in church, and he'll be doing his homework because he was due to graduate not this past December, but December 2013, getting his bachelor's in psychology. And okay. that's why I started two scholarship foundations in his honor. One is an yeah. endowed scholarship foundation at Troy University, and I award that annually once it's funded. The uh, undergraduate must um, maintain a 3.0. He had a 4.0. He was on the um, chancellor's list. And the yeah. other one is a 501C, and that will be awarded to undergraduates here in Atlanta at select universities receiving their bachelor's in psychology here. So he uh, do his work, you know, Sundays, walk the dog, and I had to work this particular Sunday, so I didn't get to do the normal routine. Mm -hmm. So after leaving the salon, I was my way to go to the mannequin pedicure, and I called, no response, still didn't think anything of it. But I got a text from a client wanting to get a massage, and while I was on my way to get my table and stuff, another client, so I had two back-to-back. I made it home, sat down, and I remember it, watching Real Housewives reunion. And I said, oh, we didn't talk the whole entire weekend. <laughs> right, and so this had been days. This had been what, this been Friday, right? Yeah, this has been Friday, so this is Sunday now. So but I was wow. like, you know, I was on Central Center Time Zone. He was on Eastern Center Time Zone. I was like, I'm not going to call him a text. He's probably asleep. On Monday, my plan was to call him, but I had a mandatory meeting and training, and I had to get him, you know, restaurant and go to that because I'm usually out on Mondays. So I've been training and, and uh, working all day, and his friend, Stefan, had called me like five times. But, you know, I didn't look at my phone until, you know, later in the evening. And he asked me how to hurt from the parents. And I was like, no. And he was like, well, you probably want to sit down for this. And can I tell you, ladies, I never thought I was about to hear the words I was going to hear. You know, I just thought maybe, you know, because I knew what he went through with the doctor. I mean, you know, he went to the hospital. You know, he was in the hospital. That's what I knew what I was about to say. And when he told me he didn't show up for work, and, um, you know, they went to his house, and both the cars was there, and they um, knocked on the door, rang the doorbell, and they heard Sammy run downstairs, and she barked. She ran back upstairs. They rang the doorbell, she ran downstairs. She barked. Like she was saying, help, help, get in here. Yeah, yeah. This boss called this boss. She said, call the police. They kicked the door in, and um, they smelled death at the door. It was there waiting on them. And yeah. uh, they went upstairs, and she was right there beside him, licking on him, and they found him in a puddle of blood face down. So my questions to the boss when I finally got to meet him at the first um, burial that we had for him was, where was his cell phone, and was the alarm armed when y'all kicked the door in? Because there was only mm-hmm. two people that had the key other than him. That was myself, and that was his friend, Stefan. Mm-hmm. I'm in you know, Texas, and... That fine was, you know, wherever. And I just want to make sure it wasn't foul play. You know? Exactly. So I felt exactly. good knowing that the alarm was sounded, I mean, armed um, when they kicked the door in. And okay. his cell phone was on a nightstand, so he couldn't get to the phone to call, whether it be me or 911. So I guess he was trying to stop the blood. I can't really, I wasn't there, so I, I really have still no idea. But yeah. when I saw the put of blood on the mattress and on the towel that was there, he was bleeding from somewhere and he was trying to stop it. And um, because of that, you know, he has skylights in his bedroom. It was hot in the, you know, the uh, DMV area. So, you know, the sun, you know, mm-hmm. had changed his, you yeah. know, the way he looked. And, of course, they decided to have a closed casket. So I never had my last goodbye with him. Mm-hmm. I him. 
the family decided not to have an open casket, but because I wasn't there, I wasn't a nest of kin to have that, you know, that last moment with him. And I flew to DC the next day, the DC, uh, DC area the next day, um, to go, you know, take care of things. And there were some things in his house, and you can relate to this. If one of you ladies, you know, have something and you don't want your mother or, you know, your kids to see something, yes. you can try, you can try and get them. Yes, right. your treasure you box. Exactly. So he had lots and lots of things in his treasure box. And my only thought was getting there to get those things. Because the family thought didn't think enough to fly there. They had him shipped to um, where he was from. Wait, no, let me I was just. The one that, no, no, I was the only one that went there. Yes. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna say. Please put a little yes. cliff note there, because um, I'm gonna say something about that in a in just a little bit. Now, I hope I don't forget, because y'all already know I have some remembrance issues. But continue. Mm-hmm. So you you went there and the family wasn't there. I well, let me re, let me recap something. After I got the phone call from Stefan, my first thought was calling the parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about my I didn't think about anybody that that loved him through my side of my sister Nail. Uh, she's my rock. I'm hers. My best yeah. friend Denise. She is you know my support too. I didn't think about them. I was thinking about the mother and father. That was my first priority. Right, right, so I called them. And by the time I made it home, because, you know, I'm sitting in my car for a minute. I got in the place to watch as I left work. I couldn't drive. You couldn't move. When I, found, I couldn't move. I could, it took me a while to leave the leave the job to even get to the car to even, you know, I just couldn't do it. So by the time I made it home, there was no flights going out. But I got on the first flight leaving out. Tuesday morning. It was a Monday. Tuesday morning, I was on the first flight at SSAM, flying to Philly to get to the DMV area. And I didn't want to leave it on Lady T's voicemail or anything like that. I wanted to tell her personally, I just said, give me a call. I know why Will hadn't called you over the weekend. Well, mm-hmm. just as I landed in Philly, she called me and I told her, she's like, stop lying. You can't be serious. And I told her where I was. And she was like, do you need a ride when you get here? I was like, no, Stefan is picking me up. And of course, she met me at Will's place. And we went in, and you know she was just devastated, and she was like, "Well, where's the family?" I thought, "No, I said they'd probably come." But you know, they knew I was coming. I told them I was calling. I made it here, so I knew I needed to go upstairs. But Stefan had went over the day before, but they found him. He prepared me what the bed looked like and what it smelled like. So we go upstairs and at least open the windows so you can tolerate it, because we both had discussed when he get from the airport what I need to do. I said I need to get all his paraphernalia. Right. And you're right, because you have plenty of it. So we go, I said, you know, I just need a minute, but I want you guys to go upstairs with me when I get up. I just, I just need somebody to walk upstairs with me. So when I walked and I saw that blood, I just start crying. And I oh knew my. I had to put it together to do what I need to do. Um, so I said, y'all give me some time to go through these things. So I start packing the paraphernalia, and then I realized, I didn't see any of his jewelry. You know, we had three sets of rings. Right. The one you see on my one you see on my hand on the book cover. His is supposedly in the you know the box. And then of course I wear one around my neck. And then of course there was two others. I didn't get the third one, but I asked the parents would you at least bury him in that one because that's the initial one he gave me 
back in 2006 when he told me he wanted to marry me in front of my mother. Right. So I um, didn't find the jewelry, didn't find the watches or any of that. And then I noticed that the iPad, the computer, all those things were gone. And I'm like, I know what he kept. A day after he was found. Yes, this is the next day. This is the very next day. But I later found out that his boss took those things because they kicked the door in and they didn't know that if it would be, you know, secure. Because if a burglar, I mean, if like someone came in behind them with they secured it, they may, may reach a small thing. Because he had a 16 inch television, that'd be the first thing they see. But he was thinking, someone walk in and they're going to try and get that first. They're going to try and grab small things. So he fought with the jury, blah, 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 blah. So. I knew what he had because half the things I bought or I was with him when he bought, bought, like I could name down to the color, the brand of the watch, everything. And I had just given him a monogram Tiffany uh, pendant to go with the ring that he initially bought for us back in 2006, the one I'm hoping that he was buried in. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's that pendant? But his good friend, Natasha, she asked me because she had it. And, of course, I know what she meant to him and he her when I did get it. At the front of that, I gave it to I her. Thought, I thought that but, when I read that, because all, all of what he's saying, audience, let me just interrupt him. All of the things that he's saying, and he's sharing a, a, a nice bit of the book so that you would know how he, and, and listen, he's given a lot, but it is so much to this book. You still have so much more that you, you still got. Yeah. yeah. That part yeah. I thought was so wonderful of you that in that moment, this is what I loved about you as a person, and I felt like, you know, we we talked last year on the show. Then we got a chance to personally meet doing a toy giveaway and a function this, this Christmas. But I felt like I, I became your friend. Like, I know, your, I know everybody. I was just like, yeah, this, are we friends now? Mm-hmm. But I thought, here is a man who's just lost greatly, and – here is a friend that you didn't push to the side and say, wait a minute, that's my husband, and you ask him for stuff. You know how you, some people can be, but you never took that approach. You never right. took that approach in the book, um, and you've been so candid about your life that I just don't see, you know, you not being that person for real. So I thought that that part of the book was so just impressive that you would give you. something away that was dear to, to you. Um, at that time. I want to uh, go to a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, there's a part of your book, um, if you don't mind, that I really want to talk about, and it was um, a particular time when you you guys had a moment, and then you okay. gave him something for his birthday that was so endearing. Um, and I just want to read a couple of lines of that, and then we have our other author, Ms. Cheryl, on the line, and but I want to come back and, and talk to you about that, and then we'll bring Ms. Sherlock, okay? Uh-huh. Madam Producer, if you will, let's pay the bills. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. 
Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loud Mouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. And are we back? I have a I have a producer that keeps putting me in long pauses. Hello. Yes, ma'am. You are back live. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I wish you guys could see all of the shenanigans going on in the studio. It's hilarious. So funny. But um, I know we have our book report crew in the back, and uh, they're going to give us their opinions. And I know we have some callers, but I'm going to give you the number one more time just so because we, we're going to take a few seconds and give away um, a book, and then also you heard in the beginning that Anthony is a massage therapist and a stylist, and I know he. We have Valentine's Day coming up. We're going to give away a free massage, which I'm going to win. I'm letting y'all know that now. Y'all are not going to win that. <laughs> I am going to win that, but we're going to give that away after we have our next guest. Cheryl, come on. We want to save that the best for last. So those of you that think y'all can just call in and hang up after you win, we're going to wait to give that one away at the end. But right. we're going. To, we're going to. Um, we're going to. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Should we have somebody who's read the book win or how do you want to give away your book? And I'm gonna let you you decide if you want to have a a first caller or a second caller or they have to say something about the book. I don't know. Tell you. Well, you the first caller. We can get the first caller an autograph copy, and I can get the book to them. Either I can mail it to them, or they can come by the salon and pick it up. You know, whatever oh, it's convenient for them. And the massage we're gonna give away. They're gonna to have to. You're gonna ask them a question about something that we okay. talked about, and if they get the question right, then you'll be able to um, give them the massage. And I think I, I, I answered you yesterday what the what the numbers are. You yeah. Remember what I sent you yesterday? That's what they have to tell you when they ask, when you ask the uh, question. Okay, I'm gonna to have to look at it again because I don't know, child. I'll be so busy, but I'll look at it again in a few minutes. So okay. why don't we, uh, Madam Patricia? I know you said we do have a caller. Um, let's bring um, the guest caller in, and then we're going to um, – I'm going to read something from Anthony's book, and then we're going to bring Cheryl on the line. I don't know what happened. Hello? Hello? Hello. Who are we speaking with? Caller, you're live. Are you with us? Nobody. Did they hang up? Yeah, know. you lost them. They were there. Go mm-hmm. ahead. You said I lost them, Madam Producer. You are on the um, switchboard. I can't lose them. Okay. <laughs> you lost them. Okay, so if we have another <laughs> caller call, back in. call in, if that caller or another, the very first caller that calls in, um, you know, Madam Producer, you can interrupt us. You have us another guest we're... now. You got a person now. Okay. okay, we have another guest caller. Are you alive? Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? I'm doing fabulous, who are we speaking with? 
My name is Alan, and I'm actually a friend of Anthony's here in Atlanta, and I already have a copy of the book, so if I should get the book, he can give it to someone else. Oh, oh hi, Alan. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you, darling, for listening in, and since you already have the book, we will give that one to the next call and let them know that you gifted them as Anthony. Okay, I appreciate it. Um, I actually bought a copy for myself. Because I've actually been in a situation, and I've discussed it with Anthony, as 20 years ago, my partner died after a long illness. And I actually bought another copy for another friend who lost his partner last year suddenly from a heart attack and had been together for 20 years. Wow. Did their family do the same thing? No, their family was different because they had been together for so long. Uh, He didn't have to go through what Anthony and I went through, but I still thought the book would be beneficial to him as far as the mourning process was concerned. Right, right. Well, you know what? It's it's such a story that happens way more than I realize. Um, Right. Sonny and I both have had the opportunity to talk to our straight allies who at one point just did not understand why we wanted to get married, why was it so important, what was the big deal, y'all already love each other, why do you have to go and get married and da-da-da-da. And when we begin to explain stories like yours and stories like so many other people that we've come in contact with about how you've worked so very hard, you've loved so very much, you've experienced tons of of things, you share children, you share dogs, I mean, you just live an ordinary life. Yeah, it's a lot of, they take a lot of things for granted that we have to make sure we ensure ahead of time so we don't have surprises at the last minute, such as what Anthony and I went through. Exactly, exactly. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after um, we make mm-hmm. sure. I want to quickly, Alan, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. I hope you're going to stay oh, on the you're call. welcome. I, just, I do recommend that everybody reads it. It's a good read, and if anyone has been through it or knows someone that's been through it like I did, share the book as a gift with someone else. Exactly. Thank you so much, Alan. I'm going to All right, Alan, I love you. You too. I'm looking forward to finally Thanks, Alan, coming for by autographing my book. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> I gotta find this. Um, maybe you can help me because I just lost the page. Even as I was speaking, mm-hmm. which page is the? If you remember the page, Anthony, you where you to me. where you wrote to him and put it on the nightstand. The poem. Yes. Um, do you have your book with you? I do, and actually, you know what's so funny? I read the book on my way from Aruba. The other night, um, because yeah, I read again because you know I was supposed to be finishing up the sequel when I was in Aruba, and uh-huh. you saw me laying on a beach, and I was supposed to be writing, I didn't write, doing <laughs> absolutely I, nothing, doing absolutely nothing. But I laid on the beach, and I um, I did read some, and I wrote some, but I still didn't get where I wanted to be, but I um. Where's the thing? I, I, I just looked at the poem the other day because I, you know what I need to do? I'm going to make it easier for you. I have the poem on a plaque right here. So if you're looking oh, for the read poem. It. Yes. Okay. So that'd be easy read the poem. The poem. Uh, yes. The black hat is, uh, had Will's name at the top of it. I had to learn through life experience that you can't waste time. And the expectation I have for my relationship was only in my mind. How can I find someone who will love me simply for me? 
and turn my statements from ending with I to ending with we. I can't believe that I can conceive to have these feelings for an individual. Hard for me to articulate my feelings in regular words, so I had to make them lyrical. My modern-day miracle, whose touch is spiritual and full of energy, it's like I can feel your heartbeat next to mine all through memories. I have tendencies to drift into space when I reminisce of your passion, your caress, and your kiss. In my own way, this is me trying to explain the pain I felt since you've been gone, waiting you to come back and make this heart at home again. Let us transcend to a different kind of love and ecstasy, especially with you here next to me, love represent a new recipe. Let us be the example of love and happiness in its purest form, to the point that we cry and tears are born. Our quiet arm has taken form and ready to give forth rain, to help give birth to new life and wash away the pain. You shall remain attached to my soul until the end of time. And until you are here wrapped in my arms, I won't be able to sleep. The watch is just a minute for my love, but it will never outlast my heartbeat. Feelings from my heart. And we have matching tattoos on our left shoulders. Uh, they were interlocking. And he had always wanted us to put our names in them. Mine and his mm-hmm. on his back. I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so for his 40th birthday, he was going to put his initials in his tattoo. And for the anniversary of his death, I put his initials on my uh, tattoo. I love so you. I, I, I love you. I love all of the love that comes through your story, through the book. The poem was amazing. I, I, I absolutely was in tears when I saw that. And just reading the story, the book is absolutely incredible. I'm encouraging everybody to get it. He was my husband, too, by Anthony Robinson. Anthony, hang on with us. We're going to bring um, Cheryl Clark on, our next author. I'm going to speak with her about her book, but I don't want you to go anywhere. So just sit back and relax. Okay. And um, we'll bring you back in if you want to comment. But I definitely want to get her on because she is equally as amazing. And everybody that knows her and that knew she was coming on was like, oh, my God, Jasmine, she's fabulous. So we want to bring Miss Cheryl on the line. Are you with us, my dear? I am here. Hi. How are you? I do- you know what? You're such a gem. You've just been hanging on and listening to good, good stuff. And we appreciate you. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Isn't Anthony's story incredible? It is. It is. I'm it definitely going to um, read some more about it after I hang up and check it out. <laughs> well, girl, I'm going to tell you, get your ice <laughs> get your girl, just Pull your wife close. You, you ain't ready. You ready it is not for the faint. It is truly about a love story. So you'll enjoy that. But enough about Anthony because he's wonderful. Let's talk about your wonderfulness, <laughs> your wonderfulness, your talent, your skill. Um, I was very fortunate to find out about you by reading um, the blog um, and just watching you and your wife experiences equally fun and doing great and wonderful things and just giving the lesbian community and and relationships period great sound advice so tell us about you so our audience will know who you are where you're from what you do your dna and all that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) well um i'm from i'm I'm from miami 
I well, technically I was born in Canada, but I was raised in Miami, Florida. Um, my wife and I live in southern New Jersey now, about half an hour um, outside of Philadelphia. And, um, well, you gave me a lot of questions. What were some of those again? <laughs> Girl, whatever you want us to know. <laughs> but I've, I've been a writer for a long time. I've always known I wanted to write. So I've been writing since I was about 19 years old when I started writing my first novel. And um, since then, I have written quite a few more. Um, the most the most notable ones were, were uh, Intimate Chaos, Taint to Destiny, and Losing Control. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wrote those in... I, <laughs> Wrote those in the 2000s, and then I uh, took a, a bit of a diversion to focus on live theater. So I did that for a while. Um, Intimate Chaos was turned into a play, and that went on stage several times back and forth between Philadelphia um, and North Jersey. And it, it went up in Puerto Rico a couple years ago, too, it, in Spanish. It was translated in Spanish to wow. go up there. Uh, I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. I saw the recording, and I understood about 10% of it, but it's my show, so I knew <laughs> it was going on. <laughs> my Spanish is much, much better than it was then. And um, and I, I really took some took a lot of time away from books. In fact, I, I haven't written a novel in, in years because I've been doing theater um, so much more lately, mm-hmm. and I'm actually getting ready to to do a show this summer in Philadelphia. Um, actually, today I went to see the space and, you know, secure some things, and we'll hopefully have the dates for that soon. But that that's pretty much what I have been focusing on with my creative endeavors. Um, right. I saw that. I was going to say definitely mention um, the upcoming performance that you guys had. So you've done that, which I'm glad you did, because, you know, when we, when we invite people, I get excited when somebody goes, you know, you should have this person on. We really take a lot of weight into what our listeners want to hear, um, because one, they're listening live, but we have a lot of archived shows. And mm-hmm. so for people to be able to go on um, TuneIn Radio or Stitcher Radio or Blog Talk, um, and to find information later, you know, so closer mm-hmm. to your show, you may have had a hundred thousand people um, know about your show as well as Anthony's book. So we we always listen to what our listeners want, and one of the things they wanted, they were, oh my God, you got to have on the show. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let me reach hey, out. To know. I hope and, you thank every one of them for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were like, yeah, you know, when is she going to be on the show? And I said, well, let me first get her her to say okay but mm-hmm. you know so we're excited we're always excited about authors and performers entertainers the the premise of our show is to in, entertain no baby i got it wrong you gotta have to chime in i always mess it up to inspire empower <laughs> and to entertain empower Girl, inspire just, entertain you got it all together so. honey. it's all right <laughs> thank all right. you honey thank you madam producer okay you can get off now um but so we really want to make sure that we're doing that with the content of the, the information. And they were like, Jazzy, you know, I'm telling you, Cheryl is steamy now. She's steamy. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had a good steamy sex show in a very long time. And so let me tell you, I think it's very important that, you know, we encourage people to express themselves freely. Um, I think especially in the – African American community as as a whole, not to say that we don't have a whole lot other cultures mixed into our bloodline, but I definitely think in the African American community sometimes we are so shamed 
mm-hmm. when it comes down to sexual freedom expression in our books or in our movies or, or whatever, and you go into some other areas, and, honey, it's just a second thought. <laughs> yeah, it's a second thought. And so mm-hmm. we make this great big taboo, so oftentimes we're not able to talk about it. Right. You know, so I'm I'm excited because I know you have some steamy dreamy that I, I've only been able to see like little excerpts of them. I haven't had an opportunity to, to read the book fully or books for that matter. So what is the play that you have? Is it is it content based on the books you've written or is it just so new altogether? The one pardon me, the the show you mean the one this summer? Yes. The show this summer, actually, that is a complete um, standalone show. It's actually inspired by a true story um, mm. of of a lesbian who escaped Uganda to, I mean, I'm sorry, she fled Uganda to escape an honor killing by her father. Wow. And that is based on a true story. And I actually, the, the show is, it's like one of the, my most near and dear projects. Because um, it, it has gone up once before. It went up in New York City in 2012 mm-hmm. as a part of a festival up in New York and did really well. We were oversold and, you know, we took home the Audience Choice Award for it. And you better it, go, it, girl. <laughs> thank you. That, that show has really um, been everything to me for a while. And, and the reason it's taken me so long to get it back up is because I wanted to do it right. Um, oh. and it's, it's, it's kind of big. It's got nine characters, which, you, you that's, well, for me, because I usually don't have shows with more than four or five people in them. Yeah, it's based Not on a true story. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. want to cheat the story, but um, to just give you, I mean, I gave you the, the cliff note version of it, but I, when I first found out about this young lady, um, her name is Prosy Kakosa, and I was working, I was doing freelance writing for um, a gay magazine here in New Jersey a long time ago, back in maybe 2006 or seven, and there was a petition going around for all the writers and the editors to, you know, sign this, this, this woman is, is in, in um, the U.K. She, they're going to deport her back to Uganda. If she goes back, her father is going to kill her. And it's just one of those things where you sign it online, but for me, for some reason, it would not leave me alone. Like, I felt like it wasn't enough to just sign an online petition. To, right. It felt too disconnected. Right. And, um, uh-huh. It, it became it, a personal story. Yeah, for some reason, it just really just stuck to me. Like, I, it, it kept me up at night. So I went to my editor maybe a day or two later and was like, I know this is a long shot, but do you know, is there any chance you could put me in touch with her? At, at that time, I had no intention of writing a play about her or anything. I didn't. I, was, I just wanted to know if there was more that I could do. Um, so long story short, I went through this kind of, underground railroad of sorts to get to her because my editor knew me and trusted me. He happened to know someone who was working in the church that over there in the UK that was helping these asylum seekers. Um, and it went through several people until they, you know, they realized that I wasn't someone who was just trying to track her down to put her in danger. And right. ultimately, ultimately I was um, put in touch with her and we spoke I think at the first Skype wasn't around back then, or if it, I don't know what it was. It was whatever Skype was back then. Um, so, <laughs> so um, and over, we we talked, and I wrote, you know, another letter, a handwritten letter, and some other things, and we ended up becoming friends over time, even though we had never met. Um, so we we became virtual friends over the years, and um, I was. I want to say with her, but literally, obviously not literally, with her when she was going through the ups and downs with the appeals, 
with the, 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 the legal process over there, all of these things. Yeah. And as as time went on, we became really comfortable, and then it started to turn into a show, and she, she gave me permission to do it. Uh, matter of fact, I'm the only one she gave permission to do it because she said several other writers had approached her, but the way in which they did it made her uncomfortable. Like, you know, journalists would come and just, you know, stick a microphone in her face and yeah. say, tell me your story. Yeah. Like, this sure. is someone who's They don't build been, relationships. Right. And this is someone who has, she was tortured. She mm-hmm. was beaten. She was in jail. She was raped. She she was burned with, like, hot skewers on her legs to, quote, unquote, wow. teach her a lesson. So you you can't you can't approach someone that like that's not just a story that's a human being. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So eventually, because our we we ended up being friends for real, it turned into okay. I think I'm ready to talk talk about it or whatever. So that that's how that story was was born. That that's why the name of it is Asylum. And she just recently, maybe within the last two years, finally fully got asylum. And then this year, which was totally unplanned. Because uh, one thing I didn't mention was her girlfriend was in prison the, the entire time. She got away on her own. Oh, my gosh. And the only reason she got away was because her father went to bribe the um, police officers to get her out of jail so that he can do the sacrificial, the honor killing himself. And then she managed to escape while all of that was going on. But unfortunately, her girlfriend wasn't so lucky, and she did four years in prison for being lesbian. Oh, my goodness. And you know what's so, it's so sad because it's getting better. It is getting better, but it's by far just okay in so Mm -hmm. many other countries, right here in America. You know, it's still so many taboos and so much homophobic um, mindset. But in other countries, we don't really fathom the degree we we just don't even it, it we like you said we'll sign the petition and say oh you know that's so terrible exactly. but we don't understand how severe things mm-hmm. are until until we see it until we see you know in other countries and newspapers and things they put they put the pictures out they don't have oh, any yeah. i mean mm-hmm. baby it's serious the stuff that they put in your face in other countries we would not be able to handle here on a no. regular because we're no. not a country. They, they publish names and addresses and photos. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that, 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 wow. that's where that was. And actually, I was very, very, very blessed to have finally met her and her girlfriend in person. After seven years of talking online, my wife and I went to Europe. We did our first um, European vacation last fall. And uh-huh. it, it just so happened because that the, the one who I wrote about, this whole time, she never gave up on getting her girlfriend out. The timing, was, the timing was impeccable that she got out and smuggled her out of Uganda into the UK just two months before Monica and I landed over in, in London. Oh, my so we, God. we got to meet them. Divine order. Divine yep. order. That was yeah. so a divine purpose for your life as well as hers. Yeah, and it was just, it was really amazing because even though we've spoken to her for years, when I when we sat down in front of them and we're looking at them and you know we have the same color skin we we're just like sisters from just you know two different places but we completely get each other and I think the most overwhelming thing was looking at them and saying after all they've been through did they really think that they would sit here and be here to be able to laugh right now yeah like they saw the knives that were being prepared to take their lives and here they are three 
because they never gave up on each other seven years later. Girl, I got chills. But you know what it made me think of? That there is a beautiful um, parable, a beautiful scripture that says, love covers a multitude of sin. And sin for me, you know, I've been able to understand sin from a whole different angle. Um, Sin is just missing the mark. It covers a whole bunch of missing the mark. And if we look at things just from a love perspective, Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what it is, no matter who you are, no matter the gender, the color, if you just look at stuff from a love view with love glasses, don't you know the world would be in such a better place? Such yes, a better indeed. place. Yes, indeed. Well, I want to I want to take a few minutes break, and then I want to ask you not only about you know we, we we're definitely going to have to put it on the um, calendar for us to come and cover the play, definitely let people know about it because there's a story that definitely needs to be known from a right perspective, I mm-hmm. think. And I think you you definitely, I hear the passion and the love in your voice, not only concerning her, but just in general for her story to be told well. Yes. Um, but, so we want to come back, but I definitely want you to talk about your blog. And then I want to talk about the children's books because when I tell you those are my absolute favorites in the, <laughs> sure. in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to um, see really – oh, let me tell you this. Somebody just absolutely says to tell you hello, and that's Lionel from um, 3 – I can't even see – 3LWTV. Hey, boo. <laughs> he I says, I love Carol. I love Carol. <laughs> and we are going to meet in person if it kills me. <laughs> oh, yes, he is having a fit. He is like, oh, my God, I love her. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> He's like, I've got too many people who I have these nice online relationships with, and we haven't touched bases physically yet. I'm going to change and that. You're gonna love, and you're going to love him. Once you meet him, that's going to be it. You're going to wrap I, your hands around him and not let him go. I can um, tell by his smile. He's so wonderful. He's so I can, wonderful. I can so tell. Shout out to Lionel for us. We love you too, boo. Um, Sunny, do we have any callers that we can give that book away to? Thank you. At the second note, we've had some people kind of coming in and out and listening, so um, we're going to do another announcement. Okay, Okay, Mm -hmm. so our online listeners call in to uh, 347-826-7520. I know we're going to pay the bills real quick, and then when we come back, uh, Cheryl, I need you to tell people about (laughs) your nice, what is it, Alabama trip? (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, um, Georgia, the two black girls in all white town. <laughs> oh, yes. I got to hear just a little bit of that blog because you write that as well. Um, and then you can tell us about your children's books. But we're going to take a real quick break, pay the all bills, right. and we'll be right back. All right, thanks. <laughs> You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706 
363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial, life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org. When I tell you my producer is cracking me up over here with this pause and effect, give me the switchboard. Do the switchboard and I'll talk. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'll be doing. Okay, so we're back on the Bare Truth Love Life Sex and Flowers with myself, Daddy Jones Smith. And we have great, great guests online with us. We're now talking to Cheryl Clark, and she is letting us know all of her adventures via. <laughs> writing talents and skills through her books, through her playwright, as well as her blog and children's books. And we are now coming on the, um, coming back in, because I need for everybody to know just a little bit of her story of her two black girls. <laughs> oh, my God, that blog had me crying. It was so, interesting. <laughs> yes, I, we just got to know this whole little tidbit of a story because it's so hilarious. And then, But you know what? Before you tell it, let people know how they can find your information. All right, we're going to do this again, again but, but tell them while we're talking how they can find your information. Okay. I, I have a lot of sites, but before before I do that, I'll just list the, tell you the main two. Um, my name is spelled just the way you, it sounds the way you say it, but it's spelled with an I, and I know that trips a lot of people of the C-H-E-R-I-L, uh, and is in Nicole Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E. Um, so my, my main website is CherylineClark.com, and the one that you're referencing with all of our antics as we hopscotch all over the globe is uh, CherylAndMonica.com. Girl, I'm, I, I almost need you to go get Monica because that thing, let me tell you, I was crying. I was, I said, if this is not something that Sonny and I would not be doing right now, then girl, what did we just do? 
Oh, I heard her mouth about it because that that whole trip was my idea. <laughs> That's why I was I mean, setting was yourself wrong. up for failure on that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, like it, it, it made sense at the time, but you know. <laughs> Yes, we, we have uh, college we, too, we just, so. We, we, um, no, oh, wait, 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 sure, we got a call, we have a caller they called in? Yes. Okay, so, okay, put them on so they can win a book. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Who am I speaking with? Welcome to the show. Hi, it's first time caller. My name is Cleon McCray. Hi, darling. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing so fabulous. Thank you so much for listening in to Loudmouth Radio with us this evening on the Bear Truth Book Report. You are our lucky winner. Oh, cool. I actually <laughs> met the author not too long ago, so it's actually kind of cool that I called in. So met him at a holiday party, Toys for Toss Drive, this holiday season. So um, I definitely am glad that I won the book. Yeah, let me tell you. Did I tell you? I've been telling. I've been trying to forewarn everybody. See, I know you, so I know you can handle the the content. But just mm-hmm. have a nice cold rag, a cold cup of coffee, anything cold, anything cold. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Hot. <laughs> so we, we're excited. We're excited that you definitely are the winner. We're gonna get your information and have that either. Did you want to pick it up or do you want it mailed? Um, either one would be fine. I don't know where your location is, so it uh, depends on where that is. I guess um, I can pick it up or you can mail it. Okay, so we'll get your information. We'll um, have Anthony come back in on the line a little bit and let you know exactly where, and then you guys can we can make the decision from there. Thank you so much. Stay tuned so you can keep hearing about some great detail, and we will come back and get your information in a little bit. Producer, madam, you can get all of that, darling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Wonderful. We were able to give the book away. Yay. Okay, so we're back live with Cheryl, um, and Mm -hmm. she's letting us know about her adventures that she set her wife up for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. She trusts Monica hates details. She hates that stuff. This goes all the way back to since we've been together, when we were, when I proposed to her, I thought all I had to do was buy the ring. I ended up planning the whole wedding. So she doesn't. Yeah. She just likes to show up and stuff to just be right. So that's how I get. So she has to deal with me when I want to choose off the beaten path, like uh, some random little town in Georgia with Confederate flags. Oh my! <laughs> God. What in the ham sandwich? Where you say? No cross reference. No, hey, let me call some of my Atlanta people. <laughs> no, well, let's check. you didn't even check with Lionel online. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about. <laughs> we were in the, we were in the area. We normally go. We're normally uh, in Florida for Christmas with my mom. Usually, if we're not there, we're here by ourselves. But normally, we're down there. But this year, I wanted to do something different. So we went down to my brother lives a little bit outside of Atlanta. So we went down there for Christmas. And I said, well, we're driving anyway. Let's just, why do we have to take 95 all the way back? Let's make a road trip out of it. Mm-hmm. It made sense at the time. Uh, <laughs> so, but I didn't want to just take the, the normal, fastest way because I have this thing. I want to see all 50 states by the time I'm 50. It's part of my bucket list. We're going to do it. 
Right. So I looked at the map. I said, look, look how close Tennessee is. We can do that on the way back and come back to Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally just, it's kind of like I did the digital equivalent of throwing a dart at the map and see where it landed. <laughs> That's oh, how we ended I up. I, re- I researched the area. And I said, all right, it's really close. It's 20 minutes to Chattanooga, but it's, it's just <laughs> on the other side. It's on the Georgia State line. And um, I, I do love horses. I genuinely like horses. So I found a horse farm that was, you know, they rented rented the place to us, and and that's that's how we ended up there. But I didn't realize how um, white it was going to be. And she's not talking about white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we saw any other black people there the whole time um, until we went up to Chattanooga. That's about it. But <laughs> so that 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 was interesting. And Monica was like, wife, <laughs> what have you done? We're driving. We're going. We're trying to find this farm. I'm trying to find it before it gets dark because I also underestimated the, the terrain. I underestimated the mountains. I, had I known that, I would have rented a truck, not a car. But um, right. <laughs> so it was my idea. So I'm driving. We're going round up mountains with no guardrail. The sun's setting. Uh the the signs for the shops are like written by hand. It, it's like we just went back fifty years. Oh my god! That, that's what looked. The barbershop sign just said barbershop, and it looked like someone colored in the the red and blue on the little thing that spins. Uh, oh, <laughs> OMG! We we finally got to the people who rented us the place. They they weren't originally from there, which I'm sure helped a great deal because they didn't look at us like we had three heads. And yeah. um, it, it ended up being good. It was very different, to say the least, to, to see all those flags all around. What we learned was that, that, unfortunately, they took the Confederate flag and made it a part of the city's flags, Trenton, Georgia. Yes. Yes, dear. Welcome to Georgia. Yeah. But um, I, I, it, it was interesting. I think I think what we learned the most was more surprising, not so not so much the lack of black people. You're going to get that when you're down there. But backwards, it seemed, with, with uh, women's rights. Right. When, when when the folks who we rented the place from, you know, we spent one, maybe one afternoon just talking with them to know a little bit about the area. And then when they started saying, you know, there are the women in leadership positions. And, and I guess one time a, a woman from somewhere else went down there and an attorney to help out with some case or whatever, a man actually told her to stay in her place. Like, mm. What year do you think this is? <laughs> so Girl. we were more we were more surprised about that than the race thing. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of you know you kind of it's not so surprising with, with and it, and we to be clear we didn't experience any racism. We got some curious looks, like you know where y'all from, but it, right. I, we didn't feel threatened. Like we didn't feel like it was like white only pies. Um, it, it 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 was it was interesting. I don't, I, don't, I don't regret going, <laughs> but I they probably won't say, go back. Yeah, you. I, they say God blesses babies and what? I'm not going to call you that. I'm just saying <laughs> they say what they, whoever they are, that's what they say. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's always It's always great when you expand your horizons and step out of the box and do different things because you know what? You really generally, I know Sonny and I find that generally we have come into contact with the absolutely most wonderful people, no matter where we have gone. We are the two black women. My wife looks a lot more masculine. Um, 
you know, she's not masculine identified, but she looks it. And so when we walk out, only every now and then do we get the, well, is she a guy or a girl? Mm-hmm. We get that, you know, every now and then. I catch it more than she she does. But we really fit in. We fit in with white, black, Hispanic, Asian. I mean, we just fit because we go out with this expectation that we love each other and we love the world. It doesn't mean that we're blinded. And, you know, my, my wife is from Chicago, so she is checking everybody twice. She is like, Santa, I am making a list. I'm checking it twice. I know my surroundings, all of that. But it does not stop our adventure. It does not stop our excitement for life. And it does not, you know, stop us embracing other cultures and other people and other areas. But, girl, when y'all say y'all were up in the cut (laughs) and that you were. We we want to. We want to. And we're we're just getting started. I mean, we're going to be all over the place. and, 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 I mean, like you said, we. I think pe- people receive you how you most of the time. People who are not ignorant will receive you the way you present yourself. So if you present yeah. yourself as comfortable, confident, and non, you know, I don't even like to say it, but non-threatening or whatever, like you know, they don't feel overwhelmed with our gayness. Right. <laughs> they exactly. um, are fine, and most of the time, people don't even know what to do with us. They assume yeah. we're best friends. They assume we're sisters. I don't think we look alike, but people think we're sisters sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we do say that we're married, we get you get the, the look like to who or to each other. Oh wow! And then they finally catch on, right? Um, they finally catch on. Then we we plan to go um, all over the place, even even to some places that's not advertised as obviously gay friendly. Because the thing is, you will miss out on a large large part of what's out there in the world to see if you only go to our safe spaces. I mean, yeah. don't be don't be stupid. Don't you can't just go and just be. I mean, that goes for anything. That could be just not even, take the the gay and lesbian or bi part out of it. Just being women traveling yeah. alone. That's true. Um, you know, you That's still have to use common sense and you yeah. know go where you're going in the middle of the day in crowded places and don't go walking around some place that you barely speak the language at eleven o'clock at night. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Well, I'm excited about that because now we have some people to call up and go, girl, guess where we are? Y'all want to join? <laughs> so, so we're always game for explorers. Go to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Y'all want to see some beautiful women? She's going to kill me for saying it, but Amsterdam. <laughs> okay. okay. The most beautiful, I don't know, black and Dutch mixed with, I don't know what else they're mixed with, but we there was this eye candy galore. You are we, we loved it there. We loved it I there. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear wife. I did not <laughs> sign up for that conversation. Um, we were, we're gonna... admiring the beauty together. It's okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, it, it really is. And it's really laid back too. It's so it's so just chill. You don't get that that, that rat race feeling that you, you get here. Um love it. Yeah. Well you know, Sonny lived in France for a while, and she was over uh, in Sweden, but we definitely have some, we have some pleasure trips. Usually the most, most of our pleasure trips are work and or outreach ministry combined. Mm-hmm. Um, my belief is, yes, definitely take some time and enjoy myself, but there's so many people that need whatever it is that's in me, um, whether mm-hmm. it's something I materially have, spiritually have, or something, um, you know, something somewhere somebody has a need for me and I have a need for them. So we usually 
um, have pleasure within kind of work outreach. So, you know, usually if we'll go somewhere and somebody be like, oh, oh y'all are having a good time. No, we were doing an outreach ministry for the blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did get two days of going Pack to it in. for stuff like that. Right, right. You know, I'm going to take a quick break. I know we have um, um, just a few more minutes. So we want to bring Anthony back on. Wait, wait, before we do that, Madam Producer, turn the music off. Stop, don't cut me off. I want to find out about the children's books, if you would tell us about it, because I think this is so important mm-hmm. for LGBTQNA, which is the allies of lesbians, uh, gays, transgender, and bisexual and queer. I, I think it's important for us to know that there are books out there for our children and for parents and friends to be able to see the faces of um, the LGBTQA families come together. So if you'll briefly tell us about that, we'll bring Anthony back on uh, right after you do that. Sure. Um, the, the website that you're talking about, it's, uh, it's myfamilyproducts.com, and it's a combination of, um, it, it's a re- retail store, ultimately. Monica and I have a publishing company, but we also retail the books of other authors and publishers. And we started this company a while ago after being frustrated at the lack of diversity in books for families like ours. Mm-hmm. So our main goal was really to have a very diverse, um, whether that's uh, ethnicity, culturally, um, gender, you know, all, all of the above collection of books that, you know, different kinds of families can see themselves in. Because that, that visibility was really important to us. So that's uh, myfamilyproducts.com for just about, I think, every combination of a, a family structure that you can find. Jewish, black, Latino. Oh, when I tell you I I have happy chills because this is something I used to write children's stories, have never published them, but definitely it's something on my bucket list to do. Um, But it's always an inclusion of of other cultures. I just think it's it's cultures, um, values, principles. I think it's important to be able to have our children learn, see, and know um, outside of their box, and even within their box, to be able to share their experiences about their families and their life. I think it's just wonderful that um, you guys thought well enough um, to see that need. So Mm -hmm. definitely say it again so that they can know to go look that up. It's uh, myfamilyproducts.com. Okay. Madam Producer, now you may be a producer and bring on the music. Hit it. We want to make sure we recognize our media partners. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to Loud Mouth Radio. And I know we're getting to the point where we're actually coming to a conclusion of the show. Um, we want to make sure that we all are able to connect with Loudmouth Radio on Twitter at Loudmouth Radio as well as at Loudmouth. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network. Um, tonight, this has been a great show with our authors. Congratulations for your prize guest tonight. This has been a great show to listen to. And I know that you have uh, Anthony getting ready to come back in. So we're going to go ahead and um, propel forward. I know we have a caller that's been diligently sitting in queue for the last 10 minutes. So I'm sure that they're anxious to know. Yes. Anthony, are you back with us? 
I am here. Okay, so we have the question of the evening. I finally, you know, had to go back through our stuff. And, Anthony, thank you for loving me enough to give me the information one more time. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. So the question of the night, Anthony was talking about his book, He Was My Husband Too, and he shared with us the anniversary his anniversary, he started the show, so if you weren't listening, you're going to miss this, this answer. But he started the show off saying that his anniversary, I'm giving you a hint, was coming up. So what was the date of he and Will's anniversary? So, Carla, I hope and pray to God. I'm going to give you just about two seconds to think about it. I don't know how you would replay it if you didn't know it. But, okay, here we go. Carla, are you there? Producer, do we have our caller still? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Who am I speaking with? Uh, my name is Tyron. Hi, Tyron. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, so the grand question, once again, in the beginning of the, the um, show, Anthony talked about he and Will's anniversary coming up. Hint, hint, is close. Do you remember the anniversary date? Uh, I believe it was February 20th. Wow. (laughs) Congratulations, Tyron. High five. What a great listener. Wow. We're so happy. Let me just tell you. Congratulations. Thank you. I could just fall right out of my seat because I so wanted to call in on another line and pretend like I was somebody else. And <laughs> just so I could win the massage. And for those of you that don't that have not heard, this is a massage that he is winning. So much needed. You need it, right? Yes. Okay. So, so what was so do I get do? some information? Yeah, we're going to get the information for you, Anthony, producer Sonny. We'll get that information, and then we will connect you guys together, and that way you can um, let him know how and where um, and what time that is. And, Anthony, can you tell um, Tyron, as well as our audience, what the um, value of that massage is? It is a $90 value uh, for a uh, 50-minute Swedish massage. Lord Jesus, Uh I'm Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, Tyron, hold the line. Uh, Sonny, our producer, is going to get your information, and that way you get to vote. We're also, Thanks for listening, Tyron. Thank you. We're also going to get the information from our first caller so that you can let him know where the salon is, whether he wants to um, come by, or whether he wants to have his book mail. This has been an amazing amazing show. I'm always honored to have our um, our guests on share their life stories and everything. Anthony, if you will let people know how they can get the book and how they can get in okay. touch with you. Okay. Uh, you can purchase the book at uh, hewithmyhusbandtoo.com. You can also get it at all online outlets, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. I have a mobile app. Kavant Salon is K-E-V-N-T Salon. You can purchase that uh, through the mobile app, and I'll have it shipped to you autographed. And also you can come out of Salon at Kavant Salon and Spa, 
1820 Peachtree Road, Suite 403, Atlanta 30309. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys so very much. I cannot wait. You know, I wanted to talk so much about the book, but I forgot people have to buy it. So I could, Lord Jesus, help me, help me today. I could not tell too much of the story, but it really is, um, audience, listeners, it's an amazing story to watch um, his growth, his healing process. And we know that it's still new. So we want to yeah. hold you real, real good um, because we know anniversary time is not always easy to to remember. But you know what I'm going to tell you in the laws, and I have, as a matter of fact, I have to travel for a funeral tomorrow. So yes, this has been good. This has been good joy for me. This has been good laughter. It's been a healing process. And what I have learned from past experiences of, you know, spiritual transitioning, if I can just hold on to one good memory, and I know it's so many great memories, but if I can come to the anniversary date of the loss, like let's say of my daughter, if I I bring that up and what I, I find one good thing, and I hold on to the joy of that one good thing, and it helps me to get through. Honest to God, it helps me to know what would she want me to do at that moment? What would my brothers or those that have transitioned, you know, before, what would they want me to do? They would want me to laugh. They would want me to be joyful. They would want me to experience life the same way as when they were with us. So I'm hugging you into that love and that experience and that good memory. And just you. know that we're, we're your you. new friends. We're your new friends. And if you need to call us and you need to hang out, you need to do something to bring some joy. Or to just be quiet or whatever you need us to do. It's hard for us to do because we're called loud mouth radio, but (laughs) we will do our best. And I bid you, ladies, safe travels. Thank you, darling. Thank you so much. Cheryl, we really appreciate you as well. Hug Monica. We'll hook up soon and do some things together. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Much props to all that you do. And for everyone that is listening, please follow us on our many, many adventures. Loudmouth Radio has been so gracious to me and to Sunny as well, but definitely to the outreach ministries from words to action outreach ministries. Uh, Loudmouth Radio has agreed to take us on tour. And so you can follow us and all of the wonderful things that we get to do for the community. We really appreciate all that everybody has done to support that outreach. We also um, have upcoming shows. Next Tuesday's show on the Bear Truth Love Life, Sex, and Flowers. We will have a show on adoption, adoption in the LGBTQ community, but as well as just adoption in general. Some of the uh, joys and the challenges um, in, in adopting a child from state to state. So if you are interested in being on the show, a caller, a guest, please give us a shout-out. Um, and you can find ways to connect with us. And Sunny, I'll give you all of that information. Um, the flower of tonight, I just wanted some simple roses. I know it's just a plain, beautiful rose of all sorts of color. But I just really thought about the scent of a rose when I was younger and how beautiful and how fragrant they are and by it being close to valentine's day and just because they're beautiful i really wanted to choose roses as my flower of the evening 
So I am done. I am going to sip a very beautiful cup of tea out of my very brand new London mug from my, my great friend Ramai, who is so gracious to have brought that in because he knows that I love them. I love all of you. I appreciate you all. And thank you so much for listening. great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. 